Good Monday morning. This is Bastards of Art. Jonathan's here. Matt checking in. <laughs> I think I have a catchphrase finally. Oh, good. Yeah, Matt checking in. Good morning, Jonathan. You sleepy-eyed, doughy little cuddle bunny, you. Oh, man. <laughs> I've actually been going to bed at like 10.30 now. Yeah? I like a responsible habit. But you're still beating me here. You're still getting to the office before me. Yes. So something's going right. Who's yeah. our boss? <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna have a nice week this week, though. Yeah. 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 Tell me about your commute, Jonathan. Oh. Did you ride the bike today? I did not ride the bike today. My wife graced me with the car. Uh, so we're a, a two adult, two child household with one vehicle yeah. and then bicycles. And that's what. Does it feel like you're cheating or does it feel like a special day when you get the car? Ever? I like, feel like I'm cheating. You feel like you're cheating? Yeah. 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 No, definitely. Like you get to work so fast in the car that you're like, why did I leave so early? I could have. Like your commute time. No, like, I like being early, yeah. and so that's all I think about when I'm riding my bike, and that's the only. That's, that's why I just show up so sweaty. It's kind of, God damn, I gotta get there so soon. <laughs> that's gonna be a nickname. Yeah. Um, you know, my, my commute's fun. I got the motorcycle out. It's nice weather all week. I have. I'm gonna be embarrassed to say this, but I'm really not. I have chaps now. I have like full blown adult world chaps, and you know I've made fun of them my entire life. Uh, like, I'm never going to be that guy. And then all of a sudden, I'm wearing assless chaps down the interstate in the yes. morning. You know, when I left this morning, it was still dark. But you stand up riding your bike, right? I wheel. Oh, I did. I don't even need a front wheel. Okay. I, mean, I just wheelie the whole way here in assless chaps. So <laughs> <laughs> it's quite, you know, you got to start the day with thunder. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so uh, what do you want to talk about today, Jonathan? Mm, let's do digital marketing. Let's call it. Marketing, not advertising. Deal. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> so today's subject, we are going to discuss why do you have an Instagram account? Why do you have a Facebook page? And how does that affect your business? But not just those. All the other um, things that you Google and stuff pops up and how do people find you. We're going to kind of break that down a little bit so you can understand a structure of how to like digest this and think about it. And this is... This is for anybody who wants to sell something or sell themselves or be known, but we're going to kind of particularly talk more on the artist end of things. Yeah. Uh, so you could kind of break it down a little bit. Uh, we've got, uh, so we're, the things that we want to hit on today are online presence, um, ultimately then your website, and the final goal obviously is the face-to-face real world interaction with people a yeah, future client or future customer yeah something that you can actually deliver what you're trying to sell to yeah you know yeah because i mean nowadays the hardest thing is um it feels like there's a new tool every six months that a, everyone's a new app yeah. a new media a new service yeah. and then you got people emailing you like the my worst i think the, i think the worst thing in the world right now to me is yelp like that is the most BS company that there ever was. You've been struggling with that. I hate Yelp. I finally got a hold of my web, my Yelp's page. So the funny thing is, is that, you know, people go on, they leave reviews and we tattoo for a living. Like seriously, if you're going on Yelp to find your tattoo mm-hmm. person, like just don't do it. Just don't get tattooed. Like you're treating it like steak or tennis shoes. This is not for you. Mm-hmm. So my Yelp page, before I could get a hold of it, like, like you, you have to um, declare or 
own the Yelp page, whatever you got to do. You got to give them a phone number. Well, we don't have a phone at the shop. So I was right. never able to like get my page. So what I did one day is I went on and I asked everyone to write a poem on my on Ragtime Tattoos Yelp page. And so if you go to Ragtime, all the reviews are crappy poems and, you know, <laughs> or good poems. Some of them are just plagiarized frost, you know, whatever. And it's, uh, yeah, so that was kind of my way. But what are some of the digital marketing world smart guy media devices that you're using? <laughs> Your go-tos. I mean, the obvious one's Facebook. Um, Facebook actually, for me, is just a drop page. Um, I've done paid ad advertising on it before, but I usually just use that as a funnel. Um, Instagram's the big one, and then my website is the other one. But there are more. <clears throat> there are more. I've set up pictures on Pinterest just to have a presence there. Mm -hmm. um, there's Snapchat, which I just deleted it again. I can't keep that app on my phone for more than 24 hours. I must, there must be an age difference it's, here. Well, it's the same thing with Twitter. I feel like Snapchat and Twitter are things that, like, unless your nose is on your phone 24-7, you're out of it. Yeah, and it almost defeats the purpose because you spend so much time in your phone it's a time suck. Yeah, you do one tattoo or one piece of art and you spend nine hours, like, quote unquote, you know, kind of jerking well, off about well, what you the, did. You the know? worst thing is, like, you're, you're sitting down and you, you're you on your phone and then you look up and you're like, oh my God, that was like 10 minutes. And you realize it's been two hours and you're like, what just happened? Or what about, what about the opposite? Were you really proud of what you do? And you check it every two minutes, and you're like, why am I not getting this flood of likes that I really imagined in my head when I posted this? Yeah. So you get in those dangerous traps, too. So we can we can talk about the negative effects of, of these, and we could sit here and we could bitch about them, but really... Well, the, big, the big thing is about, like, okay, we know the horrible social aspect of it. How do we use that for a business tool? As, as a tool. That's yeah. that's what you have to... You have to change your mindset of what these things are. They're tools. They're tools um, for the first step, like what you said, online presence, drive people to your web page, and then get that final real world face to face. So you, you have to realize like what what we do um, is content and your content is worth money. And if you're a business, you need to figure out like, okay, what's how am I going to utilize this to the best of my ability to actually make money doing this rather than just being another subject for another company to make money off of you. What do you mean subject for another company? Like, so, I mean, if you look at Instagram, you look at Facebook, they're making money off of ad revenue. Right. Like, so they're already making money off of you anyway. Right. When, if you're a business and you're just putting your stuff up there and you're not investing in So I make quilts and I just love making quilts. I'm making quilts all day long and I don't care. I just want to put quilts up there. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe if I sell one cool, after a while you're going to realize like, man, I spent a lot of damn time making these quilts i'd like to pay for oh, yeah. at least the, the material and stuff you yeah. know i mean if you if you've been taking the time to post stuff up online then you need to start paying attention to like how you're doing it and are you getting a good return on your investment in and not just the boring that. part like what if you did a quilt and you wrapped 10 trees in your favorite quilts and then then you take pictures of that and everyone's like did you see that isn't the park had quilts wrapped all around it, and that that Nick, creates Nick content. Bombing? Isn't that what it's called? Yeah, either like like you could be the grandma of uh, of urban street art. You know, you could be my grandma's been wrapping trees in quilts in '72. You know, <laughs> but that's the whole point: is that the content isn't just what you produce, but mm -hmm. it's something that people can talk about as well. Yeah. And there's all kinds of ways of doing stuff. I mean, like you know, you 
you don't really need to strive to have that one viral video, but do stuff that people want to see and want to talk about, you know, and put that up on those pages. Yeah. Because, I mean, ultimately, people are going to, well, maybe not Facebook anymore, but Instagram <laughs> to get away from the world. Yeah. You know, to kind of, like, tear yourself away from your... You're standing in line at the DMV. Exactly. You're bored. Yeah. You just want to see happy fun stuff and you want to be able to, to you want to be able to share something and that person wants to turn around to a stranger and go hey look at this little baby he's got a beer in his hand isn't that cute that's mm -hmm. the cutest thing i ever seen a little baby and beer <laughs> so to run them down really quick of course you have facebook you have instagram those are like the two like kind of go-to ones snapchat which i don't really use twitter which I've got things linked to, so I know I have Twitter stuff that goes out there. Right. You have Pinterest, which isn't so much of a social media platform, but one thing about all these is that they have something called keywords and tags attached to them in the secret world of coding. You know, like in the movies when you see that guy go, move, click, 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 you know, and he does all these magical things. There's a code behind mm -hmm. all this, and the internet reads those codes and Google uses it to organize all this content you've put out there so that when you Google John Quilt Maker Extraordinaire, if you type in quilt slash John slash awesome quilt slash whatever. That's how they find you. But you realize that you hate hashtags, right? I don't, exactly I, don't oh, I don't like I don't like <laughs> hashtags because they're been abused. Oh. I don't, you know, I don't like I don't like, you know, committing more abuse to the hashtag world. <laughs> when you're writing full paragraphs and just adding the word hashtag in front of it, oh, you're yeah. asking me to try to read a bunch of gibberish, you know, and I'm not into that. Like I, 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 I do half 5 is your max. Yeah. Well, there's really got to be a magic number. There's formulas for everything, you know. Yeah. Somewhere there's some nerd Harvard student trying to figure out the perfect balance for hashtagging. God love them. Anyway, so, but you are trying to drive people ultimately to your website, your website. If you don't have a website by now, yeah. I mean, it's not that hard. I mean, especially nowadays with the world, a is so small and we move around a lot, especially doing what we do. Your website is your brick and mortar. You're going to have right? a contact info on there. You're going to have a, a redisplay of everything you're doing and people are going to try to clarify and understand that all that dumb content you put out there, whether it's clever, stupid, funny, or indifferent, mm -hmm. they're going to actually have one place where there's no side ads. There's no BS. It's just you. Yep. Right? That's right. So yeah. how, do, how does this, how do you know that people are even going to your site? How do you know that any of this is even worth your time? How do you measure all this? Do you measure it in dollars and pesos and the world market? NASDAQ's up 20,000, but where are you at? You know, well, that's the scary part because well, no, Jonathan, it doesn't have to be scary. Because you know what I have with us today? I have a friend. Woo! Her name is Erica. Hi, now, this Erica. is a big title, but Erica is a social media marketing manager for a brand media agency. <laughs> Did you get all that? That's what Erica knows how to do. Well, I'm going to let her. What do you know how to Erica, introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Erica. Hi, I'm Erica. <laughs> so sweet. No, but she she knows how to, uh, she knows how to um, look at all this content and understand like almost like uh, someone driving traffic, understand where things are going and if they're going anywhere important. Mm -hmm. Is that about right, Erica? Yeah, I mean, there's a way you can manipulate your social media to work for you. So there's tricks to it. Instead of just pushing out content, you want that content to drive essentially sales, closing the deal. So there's ways to use it that will help your business. So th th there is someone behind the curtain, right? Oh yeah. Okay. 
It's a little girl. <laughs> so say let's let's keep using the quilt thing. So say I, I have I have quilts, right? And I just I was gonna get into it and it's gonna be fun. And I threw a couple of quilts up and I did a couple of posts on Facebook and I eventually got myself to a web page and then things get a little more serious. And I've been trying to do this on my own. I have no idea what to post, what not to post. Mm -hmm. Should I be concentrating on the likes on my on my pictures? Should I be concentrating on, you know, like, oh, everyone likes it when I put red quilts up, you know, even though I hate doing them. Like, mm -hmm. what sh what kind of content maybe I should be putting up? And then how do I see that those things are actually effective? Well, it depends. In the beginning, it's kind of a trial and error. Um, people are very visual, so they want to see their pictures or videos, especially on Facebook. Videos do really well. Mm -hmm. um, Facebook is kind of rewarding you right now if you post an original video and don't share something from YouTube. They kind of allow you to have more views on it and mm. get more people out there. If you post a video on YouTube, you'll see you only get like 20 views versus mm. if it's an original video you upload. I've noticed hundreds. that. I've actually stopped using YouTube as much for content mm -hmm. that I want to spread mm. faster. Because the, the I don't I just I, I think there's I don't know what the science is but there's mm -hmm. an algorithm that YouTube uses that it 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 you can get like I've gotten fourteen thousand views in twenty four hours on a Facebook post yeah that the same video on YouTube gets like five hundred exactly. a week yeah. yeah they've kind of changed the algorithm and YouTube has changed a lot of stuff so Facebook is rewarding you even if you don't pay to boost it if you post a video they're rewarding you well, let's talk about that really quick at what point in time do you think somebody should actually consider not only you know doing the DIY mm -hmm. marketing end of social media networking but when would you start to actually pay somebody like yourself to help streamline the process of making your time worth the money you want out of it that's a good question. I think in the beginning, it's worth it for you to just do it on your own for at least a couple of weeks and see the time that you spend. And if it's more time than you can handle because you need to focus on your business, that's when I think you need to call in a professional to do it. Mm. And when you have, you call an agency like Colby Co, we have many people on staff. So it's not just one person who's sitting there for hours doing it. You have multiple people. So your money is going towards having a crew of people do it for you and who are experts in the field, know the SEO to use to help get your name out there. Now, slow down really quick. What's a what does SEO mean? Because that's a term that most people don't understand. It's search engine optimization. So it's basically those keywords and tags you were talking about that help drive people to your website. So you use it essentially a hashtag is SEO for social media on your website. It's if you have WordPress and you're tagging it with keywords, or there's organic SEO if. Like we're located in St. Louis, if you said, said Matt Hodel, Ragtime Tattoo St. Louis, and you put St. Louis on your page a couple times, mm -hmm. you will rank higher on Google when they mm -hmm. type in Tattoo St. Louis. So where would, be, where would be, so pe the people that don't know, I mean, I mentioned before, it's like hidden in the code, but it's mm -hmm. really not, not essentially like, so <clears throat> you're talking about, if I'm, if I'm, allow me to try to be correct, <laughs> you're talking about putting it in the title, putting mm -hmm. the word St. Louis or whatever. So if I'm, if I'm doing quilts mm -hmm. or Jonathan's doing quilts, Jonathan would put it. Now I'm the quilt master. Quilt master. You'd put it in your title. You'd put it in every description of every picture. Yeah. Definitely tag the pictures in the post itself. You try to have it at least three times within the post. If you have a blog or and we're, we're talking like things like keywords and hashtags, not just, Hey, I just did this quilt in St. Louis. Mm -hmm. as like a comment. We're actually talking, utilizing the hashtags. Right? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the ideal goal. If you're 
like for you, you're not really trying to target people necessarily like in California to come here for a tattoo. Yeah. So you want to be specific with your area, your demographic. Um, with Facebook, when you're boosting, you can target your demographic. You can get mm -hmm. down to age that you're interested in, the type of people, what they do for a living. Like, it gets kind of creepy in a way, but you can target your ideal demographic on now Facebook. Now, does that, because uh, when I've looked at that in the past, I've read it as, all right, this is only going to focus on one sect of people. Mm -hmm. And it leaves everybody else out, and that's the goal. It depends. So if that's who you're trying to target, it will leave everybody else out. So if you're wanting people who are just, let's say, 18 to 25 for an event, mm -hmm. you know, it's not going to be sending your ad out to people who are 40 and that who live sense. in Texas when you're wanting Missouri. So you can go in and that's something that's very time consuming. And when I think it's worth paying somebody to do it for you right. is when you're going in and trying to set up these ads um, and changing it all the time because you don't want to always use the same one. You might be trying to reach different people or it might not work So you want to try to see a different area or maybe you're using a certain picture and it's not getting the engagement You want so you have to change the picture out. So there's benefits of going Say like starting off broadly and then maybe focus down and yeah. then maybe shift that around or even having your core tags your core hashtags that you're going to use consistently like mm. Mine would be St. Louis, Matt, Ragtime, Tattoo. Like, mm -hmm. always having those. Yeah. But if I want to... Like, Today so, I did a koi. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what about... Um, can I ask you really quick? Who do you pay? What ads do you pay? Like, I know, like... If, like, if I... So here's a funny thing about being a tattoo artist, right? Like, we are constantly Google searching, right? Mm -hmm. So we're constantly putting in the weirdest searches. Like one day it's like guns, next day it's like floral underwear, you know, or something something yeah. awkward. And then so what ends up happening is your your Insta ads and your AdSense and all the stuff that pops up are so random. I'm like, who do you think I am? Oh, I had like cologne for men, um, like girders. Um, I had a workout, and then I you know wanted to know you know it's like I'm not any of these people that you Turn were trying to sell up, to yeah so <laughs> that's the funny part about like if you're if, so if you're a normal person who has a routine in your life and right. you're constantly going to the same pages then it's that's what's beautiful and this is why when i say marketing not advertising if you do something like a publication like like i won't say riverfront times because that would be rude but if it was like riverfront times like a weekly like they, they print it on a Monday and they throw it away on a Saturday type publication like Riverfront Times. If they did something like that. So you say you pay, I don't know how much they are nowadays. Let's say you pay 400 bucks for an ad. Mm -hmm. You are blasting the people who pick it up. Right. <laughs> right. Not necessarily people that want to come meet you. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I think that's the, the day and age that we're in now is that like, why would you put an ad in a phone book anymore? Why would you, why would you do these things? These, that's old world thinking. The new thing is marketing. So if the type of people that are going to get tattooed by you or by your quilts, let's say quilts again, mm -hmm. it's going to be a demograph from 50 to 65 blah 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 In a small window of yeah. 25 year olds whatever and, and like I have a quilt. <laughs> so those your ads will actually hit those people am i right yeah definitely and then you can actually track to see if the ads are working mm -hmm. how does you that kind of work yeah you can see how many people are clicking through and then once they click through where they're going on your site so are they going to the contact that's ideally what you want they want you want them to call you or mm. to come by and purchase your quilt or whatever you're selling or are they just kind of trolling around on your website, looking at your gallery, 
um, you can see how long they spend on the site. So that's a really nice thing about paying for your advertisement, that you get that data. If you, let's say, do a print ad, you don't really have that tracking. It's just, you know, somebody might come in and might mention, say, I saw you in this magazine. It's about the equivalent of putting a note on a balloon and letting it sail yeah. away. Yeah, yeah. I hope this reaches someone who wants to return this balloon. Mm -hmm. And people are very mobile now. I mean, if you even look at your Google Analytics, most of the time people are looking at your website on a mobile device or a tablet compared mm -hmm. to a computer, unless they're at work. That's it's a, usually <laughs> on a computer. <laughs> like that, that's been something that I've been look, like aware of and trying to focus on too is we've, we've come at this like designing our websites for the computer, obviously, mm -hmm. but the reality is you have to put more time into designing your website for your mobile device. Mm -hmm. A like, lot. Yeah. A lot. A and lot a lot more. more. And it's very different because you have the scalability issues of yeah. just a smaller screen. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's the thing a lot of people forget about is like, oh, you can create this really gorgeous website, but if it looks like crap on a phone, you're gonna lose probably yeah, seventy-five percent. Yeah, there's nothing worse than like like I was trying to find motorcycle helmets the other day, and when I went to the mobile, I couldn't even navigate one page. It wasn't going mm -hmm. through mm -hmm. uh, everything. It was just that one page. I was like, you have you have put, if you don't mind me saying, John, ten pounds of shit in a five-pound bag. You know, John hates when I cuss. But, you know, so I actually had to put my phone down, walk in the other room, get the computer out and use it that way just because yeah. I couldn't. But can you imagine? I wouldn't have stayed on. I wouldn't even looked at that page if I was like commuting on the train or on the bus or yeah. whatever. I would have been like, whatever, I'll find a, I'll find a helmet somewhere else. Well, you, you really have to pay attention to like, okay, well, what content is very important and how do I make this easily accessible? Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's making people not just walk away just like you said there's something like i, I had to change servers one time because i had a 32 second load time mm -hmm. on my on my home page which 32 seconds in life doesn't sound that bad but i think what is the attention span like 2.8 seconds yeah four seconds yeah if your stuff's not loading in four seconds they'll click away you're gone so you, you the attention span you have for 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 people isn't that big mm -hmm. yeah and going back to like your whole thing against print media versus like it's all about the the concept of understand who you want your clientele to be mm -hmm. and then figure out how to reach them in the best possible way mm -hmm. like if your if your clientele is 50 and up then maybe print media is good for you right you know but if if you have a particular window of clients that you want to hit then you need to be broadcasting to them and the reality of it is with tattooing especially most of that traffic is online and mm -hmm. on social media and in because very, they're daydreaming all day long about their next tattoo oh yeah. they don't yeah. want to go to a meeting they want to like <laughs> look at pinterest and look at things you can't downplay that you know oh yeah. well that and the scary thing too is like it's like okay well we know we have all these tools and we're going to utilize them so it's, it's kind of like or now we're the big scary bad guys because we're like trying to trick people into coming to our website. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no. We're not tricking, we are hurting. Yeah. Exactly. We, are, we are somewhat, there's not this like, you know, if you take the mindset of print media, you can't take, I think that's what happens is, is that we're conditioned that print media, you just throw it out there, you hope someone sees it. It's like this big net, you just hope yeah. someone, the right hope the fish swims by your net, you know? But we have, you know, we're just letting people know you actually have a whole lot more control over what you're putting up there. Now, the one thing is, is that there's a book called Contagious. It's a really good book. There's a lot of resources out there that you can go to. But this book, one of the things that tells you right away is it says, 
only 7% of your referrals come direct from online content, which makes all this kind of like, why are you doing it? Mm -hmm. It's because you want to create interactions amongst your future customers and clients. So again, like I said about the baby and the beer, you're trying to also put stuff up there that people want to talk about at the water cooler. They want to talk about, you know, if they're sitting at a ball game and they're waiting for the first pitch, like, man, you see that baby in the beer? Yeah, that was awesome. You know, and then they want to, you, 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 I think everyone has this friend where they go, check this out, and they slam a phone in your face, and the first thing you look at is eight-minute video. You're like, are you kidding me? You want to, like, stretch your arm out at my head for eight minutes while I try to get a reaction? Well, it's interesting because it's like the new soap opera or it's the new TV show. Like, online content is that for us now, mm -hmm. you know? It's like, oh, did you catch this clip, catch this clip, catch this clip? And it's like, bam, 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 bam. Yeah, it's not like, did you did you hear what Roseanne Barr said last night? It's like, <laughs> you have to kind of keep up with it. So that's the whole point is making it. I have, a, I have maybe one or two more questions while we have Erica here. What, if you were new to this, what would you consider, or what do you think people waste way too much time fretting over when it comes to being online? I think it's how many likes you get on pictures or how many how much like follows on Instagram. It really what matters is how many people are clicking through, so the engagement on it. A lot mm -hmm. of times people will see something. I'm that kind of person. I scroll through Facebook so quickly because I don't want to see anything political or I want to like my friends, I don't want to hate them. Right. So I scroll quickly, so I might see something and like it, but I don't actually like it. Or there's times there's an article and I think it's interesting. I click on it and I go to the website and I read it, but I didn't like it on Facebook because I went from Facebook to the website to read it. Right. So I think people focus on the likes too much versus well you had a lot of people click through that's pretty awesome can you can you explain the 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 terminology engagement because mm -hmm. i for me a lot of times it, it's been like well is that people commenting on things is that what what is that what is engagement for Facebook, it's more so how many people have seen it, so how many people have you touched in a way. So it's more than just you might have 20 people who liked the actual picture or post, whatever it is, mm -hmm. but then you might have 250 people who were engaged. You, They saw it, they either clicked through. Um, when you go on Facebook, it goes into your insights, your analytics, and you can look at how many people actually clicked on it. 60 people clicked through to your website. Gotcha. And how many people shared it. So a lot of times, too, if people share something, then that's all their friends list. Their eyeballs have now seen it. So mm. they might not have known about your page, but those shares are really important. Okay, cool. So eventually what happens is people start talking and you start to create this almost, uh, I don't know if it's considered organic content, but mm -hmm. but but like if, if you if you have someone say, did you see those quilts on the, on the page? It'll force you to go back online mm -hmm. and go directly to a web page. And on that web page, you wanna make sure it's super easy to have a contact, to have a phone number, to have uh, email, something that those people can get a hold of you and ultimately either show up to your brick and mortar or um, click, you know, buy now. Right. You know, that's, all, that's the whole you point of all this. You can have the coolest Instagram feed, but if people aren't actually contacting you, then it's a moot point, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Like, I follow motorcycle guys. They have the coolest <laughs> pictures, you know. And they, they, they're, like, doing wheelies, and there's, like, sexy people in them. And, but I don't buy the shirts. Right. You know, I don't go and go, oh, I need to get to their big cartel page. I'm uh -huh. like, oh, it's, it's cool. It's cool eye candy for me. Right. But I don't, I don't go buy anything. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I mean, things that I, I do go, th things that are in my lifestyle... 
you know, I do try to find those things out and I hear about people talking about, you know, shark helmets, shark helmets. Like, and I finally like, let me Google shark helmets. And I, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's super, super important to, to get people talking. Yeah. Cause the, the ultimate goal is that whole, like we said earlier, the, the whole face to face aspect of it, right. you know, actually getting to you, <laughs> Erica, you said this earlier, coffees for closers. <laughs> uh, it's about like actually getting somebody to call you, shoot you an email, come in and mm-hmm. talk to you in person. And then from there you can add your personality, mm-hmm. right. seal the deal, make sure it's a good fit. Right. You know? But even if they don't immediately click through or contact you, it's still about brand recognition. So you still planted that seed. They might be thinking about you. They might be not in the market right now for it, but at least they know who to call when it's time. Like, let's say a restoration company for flooding. I mean, right now you're hoping that you don't have your business flood, but if <laughs> right. it does, you saw an ad on Facebook and you're like, oh, I know that company. I know who to call. Right. So it's not an immediate thing sometimes. It depends on, usually if people are looking for tattoos, I think they're ready and they're wanting to do it pretty quickly and right. they will contact you. But for a restoration company, ideally they don't get an immediate call. <laughs> so if you're uh, a up and coming quilter, <laughs> we would tell you this. Number one, get the Facebook page. Go ahead and get a business page. Mm-hmm. Number two, get an Instagram page. Uh, start there. From there, you can explore the other options, like we said, Twitter, Snapchat, uh, Pinterest. Uh, I guess LinkedIn could qualify for professional what? quilters. <laughs> <laughs> um, once you get there, make sure you have a website set up. Make sure it's easy to contact you. And that's the basically the funnel that we're trying to describe here, right? Yeah. Definitely. Eric, I want to say thank you so much for waking up early and having coffee with us. Oh, it's my pleasure. Uh, we, a lot of fun. we are Bastards of Art. Thanks for listening, guys. You can find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher. Webpage? Webpage. <laughs> www.bastardsart.com. And you can also find us on iTunes and subscribe there. Subscribe to iTunes and please start leaving comments and rate us on iTunes so that we can get a little bit higher on the list for digital marketing.